Yeah. Dash is. Something, something. They can't hear. They can't hear you guys, and nothing's changed. Something's wrong with the levels. It's just. It's just me. You, you guys, come over here and harass them. Goodbye, Dash. We love you. Thank you for being our technical support from afar. Basically, as a recap, um, Instagram makes me anxious. Mark tried his best to smell like pee, and um, marketing yourself online. You should only do so if you got some hot shit to post. Come on, dog. Come on, we ain't got no problems. I love this man. I love this woman. This has been fast. So what are we doing this weekend? Uh, what am I doing this weekend? Uh, I meant to go to L.A. and then I didn't want to do that so i actually don't have that much book this weekend oh wait fuck we're on the comedy crawl we're on the comedy crawl uh, <laughs> i've had a couple of drinks we're comedy crawling this weekend and we have had uh we are i'm gonna be at barbary coast this coming friday come catch me i'm gonna be drunk you'll be smoking some weed <laughs> yeah uh you guys <laughs> thank you emma um as they're, we're all overstimulated. Hey, it's $30 if you want to attend the crawl. There's still some tickets left, you guys. Or just show up. Just please come with us. If you buy a ticket, though, you get a free T-shirt, which is dope. And um, there's five shows. It's two days. Mutinyradio.fm. If you're listening, it's the same site you're on right now. It would be cool to see. We got to go. We got a show at Comet Club. I will see you guys. Next, she is going to, oh yeah, you know what, so the Comedy Crawl is this weekend, and then Mars Bar is doing a drag show on the 28th, so we got a big Am month, and I, Pam is booking that, so prob sh I asked Pam, I don't know what's happening, I don't know who's booked yet, it is, uh, Mark is going to show up with no underwear to the drag show, have a good night everybody. aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures they've got live comedy to small business advice lgbtq friendly to sports vinyl to gutter punk MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, 
pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming 
live, 278.21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. 278.21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here. In Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Best Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. And ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. <laughs> in tri-level, dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that <laughs> go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Havana, 1109 Valencia at 22nd in San Francisco. The Wyatt
song is called Acid and Fapping. Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank God's it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month. OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends on Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at O-M-G. Turn on our dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of say, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to the show. Ah, thank you, ah. Mike. Thank you. I'm happy to be here on our show. We are bursting with energy. We're broadcasting right now, first, as always, on MutinyRadio.fm. It is the your internet streaming radio pal, direct from the heart of the mission in San Francisco. We are on there first every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are part of a delightful afternoon. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto, and then we're right before Ugly Sunday. So tune in. Go type in mutinyradio.fm. Hit play now and listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. PST. Hi, Carl. We are also a podcast by our acronym. It's A-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Y-T is YouTube. Type that into your podcast dumb. app. Dumb. The whole it. name's dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. And we are, of course, on YouTube where you can see Carl and me right now talking. I am, of course, wearing my Mutiny Radio shirt, uh, as always. And we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. 
you're watching it on YouTube, you don't have to – basically, you'll listen to us, find the YouTube gl uh, movie on YouTube, listen, watch the movie, sound off, and listen to us. And if that's a big headache, just go subscribe to our YouTube channel where Carl syncs up the movies, and that's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Good to see you, man. What movie are we watching today? Today we will watch The Lathe of Heaven, 1980. The Lathe of Heaven. Everyone knows Lathe is L-A-T-H-E. It's La The, which is French for the and American for <laughs> English for the. It's not the, confusing at all. The Lathe of Heaven, 1980. The channel we like is weird name. The end. It ends in doll, like roll doll. K L I L J E doll. Kalilji doll. Kalilji doll is hosting our movie. If you see something that sounds like that, you are yeah. in the right place. Yeah. Type in lathe of he heaven. Lathe is a mechanical tool. I just looked that up. It is L A T H E. Lathe of heaven. Find the link. Nineteen eighty. 1980. This is pretty. Recent. Of Heaven. Uh, so we're gonna watch this movie. So we want you to watch it with us. You find the link, Lathe of Heaven, 1980, from Doll, and then you find it. You click it. You hit pause. Move it back to zero zero. This might take you a couple minutes, but yeah, we have like, good that's news. a lot to digest, right? Oh, it's no, gonna take a while uh, to look up Lathe with T H E. Hang on, I'm gonna give you. A machine for shaping wood, metal, or other material by means of a rotating drive, which turns the piece being worked on against changeable cutting tools. I have lathe metal in a machine shop. There, I used it as a verb. So, so I know exactly what they're talking about. It spins, and like you make the the beds post. You know, as it goes around, you yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know heaven, right? That's where I, I'm going when I die. Oh, great! Yeah, great. no, I, I got tickets and everything. I got round trip tickets. Is that wrong? All right, let's. Uh, all right, so go ahead, hit the link. We are going to say go, and you're going to hit play with us. But we have a special comedian, a celebrity yeah. comedian, right? Who's going to do our countdown. So take your time, find the movie, hit the link, wait. Carl has a celebrity comedian. We'll learn a little bit about the celebrity comedian, and they are going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Doug Carve. Welcome, Hello, Doug. Hello, Carve. How are you? All right, great. Now, you are an extraordinary comedian, okay? Oh, I don't know about that, but thank you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've seen you. Maybe I've seen you even 10 times, 12 times. It always, I'm, I'm bumping into you at the Comedy Cove. It's a, it's a haunt of yours, you yes. know? But I hear you started comedy kind of late. You were in your 30s. It was the early 2000s. You had this, like, bringer show at the Comedy Cellar. That's what sucked you into comedy. You didn't even want to do it. Tell us about this story. Yeah, I started in my early 30s. Um, I had no interest in doing stand-up whatsoever. Um, a very close friend of mine at the time thought that I was, you know, just the funniest thing walking and I, I didn't feel that way about myself. I was just a guy with all my buddies that made everybody laugh. Um, but uh, he pushed and pushed and pushed, and he, he said, you know, you have to do stand-up. I think you're so – and there was a couple other people as well. And uh -huh. I it, he signed me up for an amateur night um, at the Comedy Cellar in Greenwich Village. Um, I was absolutely terrified. Um, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, 
I, I, I really felt like I was being brought to my execution, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, um, but I, you know, I spent a couple of weeks working on some horrifically bad material. Um, mm-hmm. And I had to memorize it, obviously, verbatim, because I knew I'd be so nervous, so scared. Um, but I put together seven minutes, and uh, I got to the club that night. I'll never forget. And I swear to you, I always tell people, there was a room with a Bengal tiger and or the stage, and I had a choice of going into one of them. I would have gone in the room with the Bengal tiger. I thought it was terrifying. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got up because there were people that came to see me, and I felt you know, some obligation to them. They drove to the city, and, of course. and they made that, they made that <clears throat> excuse me, um, they made that sacrifice, and I, I said, you know what, I can't let my family and friends down. I got up, I did the seven minutes, and you know, people laughed, and it wasn't, you know, incredible. It was very uh, raw and very underdeveloped. I didn't know what I was doing, really. But I remember that it felt good. And I said, wow, you know what? I think I'd like to do that again. Um, and the rest is history. I mean, I just, I, start, I did a few more shows there, and then I started to get into the circle of comedians, um, you know, the amateur comedian circle. Excuse me, I apologize for the hoarse voice. Um, I got into the circle of amateur comedians. I started finding some rooms in Jersey, closer to where I live. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I started traveling around and, and learning the craft. You know, and I, I got up on stage as much as humanly possible. I used to seek out the toughest rooms as I could, you know, because I felt like the more I challenged myself, the better I would get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, after doing it for a little while, I started to get some, you know, quote-unquote job offers. You know, yeah. where people would pay me, you know, $5, $10, to host a show, you know, gas money, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. And at the time, I had a good job. I was making decent money. Um, so, But for me, to be paid even a dollar to do something I love to do, because I fell in love with it very quickly, um, it was... It was a dream because I had never been paid to do anything I loved. I, it was like a fantasy, you know. And um, I slowly but surely kind of moved up the ranks. I got some better opportunities, and eventually people started featuring me. And you now here I am now today, and you know, doing headlining spots. And and it's 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 a tough road, you know. I always tell people you got to treat it like a job. You got to treat it like a profession. You got to put your nose to the grindstone. You have to be reliable. You got to put in the work and you have to have fun. That's the most important thing. Yeah, you have to have fun. That is the most important thing. Do you think that if you bombed the first time ever, if you didn't get those laughs, you wouldn't have been inspired to go on? Um, that's a good question. I've never really thought about that. Um, I don't know. I, I think if I did horrifically bad, it yeah. may have deterred me a little bit. Um, I, it's not like I got a lot of laughs. I got a few laughs, and people were smiling, and I got some laughs here and there. Um, I don't know how I would have ran. I'm, I'm kind of a stubborn person, so yeah. there's a good chance that, you know, I probably would have got a little mad and said, you know what, I'm going to do this again. I, You know, I'm not going to go out on that note. So I probably would have tried it once or twice more, um, mm-hmm. just so that wasn't my lasting memory of it. Um but I really don't know. I mean, I never, I never really thought too much about that. Luckily, uh, I did okay. But remember too, 
those amateur type bringer shows, you know, when you're starting out, the audiences are friendly. Yeah, and absolutely. They're there to support, you know, newer comics. They're not, they're not people that are like, you know, now you're working in a pro club. People are paying good money. So the expectation is, you know, they're going to be entertained. They paid their money. It's like anything else. You know, they, they want their money's worth. When you're doing some of those types of shows, luckily, the people in the audience understand that everybody's kind of starting out. So they're a little more, um, what can I say? They're a little more understanding um, uh, yeah. and a little more forgiving is the word I'm looking for. So, it, it, but it was good. And, you know, I tell, you know, the newer comics all the time, you just got to get up as much as you can. And you can't worry about the reaction necessarily. No one, I always tell people, no one remembers how Derek Jeter did in Little League. You know, no one cares. It's irrelevant. Um, you can't miss any run from Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! My turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. 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 Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard, we stream first here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yes, every Sunday, make a habit of it. 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you listen to MutinyRadio.fm for L-W-A-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. It is also a podcast. You know what? It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Right, Carl? Hi, Carl. Right. Hey, Mike. Right. What's up? W-L-A-F-L. Your drive time, DJ. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-G. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-G. That acronym is also our podcast. So if you don't have time on Sundays to listen, you can listen Sunday night with our podcast description. And bonus, we're on the video on YouTube where you can watch us right now. At if our we're not YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We do this every week. You listen to our podcast. You watch the movie at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Heart Bleeps. We will watch today Heart Bleeps 1981. It's one word. You go to your YouTube search engine, and you put in heart, like boom, 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 boom. And then bleep, right. like I don't know what, like a curse word. No, like a robot bleeps. Beeps, beeps, beeps. I'm screwing up the audience. Heart beeps. Oh, I'm such a jerk. B-E-E-P-S. Heart, one word, heart, B-E-E-P-S, 1981. Sorry, audience. The channel we like is Ishka. 
Ishka, I-S-H-K-A-H. Uh, Ishka is hosting it, and he has it like it's almost uh, part of a, a playlist. It's number 41, Heart Beeps, starring Andy Kaufman, and then in right. parentheses, 1981. Really excited. This is a film I've heard about since 1981. I never mm -hmm. had a chance to see this movie, so lucky us, huh? Yeah, probably because it yeah. bombed. And I, I want to give a shout out to my buddy uh, FM DeMarco uh, for his movie podcast. His movie Facebook page recommended this link and finally found a link to Heartbeeps. So, Heartbeeps. I, I, I follow his father on uh, AM. AM. Uh... Oh yeah. Well, you know what, old man? I listen to uh, I listen to FM DeMarco. I think it's something to say. AM tomorrow. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I remember right. it tomorrow. Wow, we are all over the place. So here's what we're going to do. We want you to go find that link. That is course number 41.heartbeeps starring Andy Kaufman, 1981. And then go ahead, press the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero. We should mention there's ads in this. Yes. So yes. when you hit it, there's probably going to be an ad. Let the ad play, hit skip ad, and then hit pause when you get to the real meat of the movie. Rather short movie today. Uh, but... Once you get it paused and all ready and all set to go, heart beeping, when we say go, we want you to hit play and start the movie along with us so we can let us watch full length. Carl, we have a special comedian, celebrity comedian, to yes. do our celebrity comedian countdown. Take it calling. away, girl. Okay. Good evening, oh, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. <clears throat> all right. Once you play that clip, where you're playing that clip, where you're playing that clip. No, Listen, I'm recording my podcast. Would you do our countdown? Sure. All right. This is Johnny Watson. He's a big time star. He was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, he was in, he's streaming right now on that John Lennon Netflix film. Um, he was uh, what? <laughs> he's 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 in this new movie called Fly Guys that's coming out. He was the star of this documentary called Last in Class. Ladies and gentlemen, counting us down from three. It's Johnny Watson. Go. Wow, thank you, Carl's friend on the phone. My name is Crime Buster 00719. 00719. This movie's all over the place. What's going on? We'll get to opening credits in a minute. It just starts in this awkward way. In media res. In the middle of shit. In the middle of shit. Welcome to the movie. We got a hostage negotiation happening right now. You see the tree stump? It's threatening him. He's a cop. He's a robot cop. Crime buster. There must be a way I can mute this. Uh, yes. Uh, you can mute it. And it seems. Is this a really talking movie, Carl? Yes, it's a very talky movie. Ron Gans is the voice of Crime Buster. And Ron, I didn't look you up. I was not impressed. <laughs> I'm so apologetic, Ron. Well, I, I recognize he's one of those, that guy's from Hollywood. You see that yeah. robot, you're like, oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. Well, that robot, Mike, it's really interesting. It's from the $6 million man. Um, it was just they retooled it. 
and to use it. And it was from an episode of the Six Million Dollar Man, and they just, you know, put a few more bells and whistles on it. I remember that's when Steve Austin taunted the other robots. Ha ha, I got a penis. <laughs> Andy Kaufman. How many movies has Andy Kaufman been in? Zero, right? Yeah, he was, um, let's see here. I have him right here. Yeah, his name is Val, and we're getting to meet him right now. He's a robot. Um, hardly any. He was all over TV. You see, he was in negotiations for a movie about Tony Clifton, but they didn't have confidence in him because they didn't know if he was a star or not. You know, he could do it. So they right. put him in this film as a test. Wow, what an expensive test. Yeah, yeah, $12 million. And that's like, this is what, early 80s money? Yeah. Now, they made $2,154,000. Like, they lost $10 million on this film. Now, here's Randy Quaid on the left. Well, yeah, on the left. Oh, the big guy. The one with the yeah, mega from, uh, I guess you could say he's uh, from National Lampoon's Vacation, right? That's how everyone knows yeah. him. I, I know him from tabloid newspapers from across the country in Canada ah. for, his, for his latest crazy antics. His, yeah, aunt, he, uh, he... his uncle is okay, but his antics is crazy, man. <laughs> and this is Kenneth McMillan. He's a character actor. You would know him from like Dune. And um, he always plays these like gruff, hostile characters. Uh, he was in Rhoda. For years, he's a character actor. You'll know his face. Right now, sure. we're looking at his ears. Now they just manufactured him, and they're going to let him go, or? Well, he's come in for repairs. Something's wrong. He's got to get fixed. So they're just warehousing him until it's time. Man, that makeup must be crazy. Yeah, it is. And the guy's like a award winner. He didn't win an Oscar, but he was nominated. He, his his name is Stan Winston, and sure. he, was, he lost the Oscar to um, American Werewolf in London. We can understand why he did. Right. But, what a uh, year. Okay, I got an ad going. Ad, four, three, uh, two. Panarea. A Red. Why would you have something called Dan? Hey, Angelinos, oh, don't God. tell me where I am. Stop specifying locations. Skip ad. Sorry, that should be Denver. Skip ad. Is there a way I could skip the... Yeah, you could skip the ad. Skip the ad. I'm clicking skip ad. Oh, you know get what? I should do it on the actual... Ah. There, phew. Ah. Hey, Bernadette Peters. Yeah, now who should his bunkmate be here on a high shelf in a store, in a warehouse? But another model. This model, you see, he's Val. He's Valcom17485. And he's like a stockbroker kind of, like a commodities trader kind of robot. I know and his brother, Vic20. <laughs> yeah. Vic, Valcom, Valcom17485. We're going to call him Val. And she is Aquacom89045. Now, they didn't know about dot-coms at that point, right? Valcom right. and Aquacom. Must be computer, though. Which is it's what dot com It isn't. Um, and she is like a, a robot for parties. 
and not for sex, but for like um, serving at pool parties mostly, but other social functions too, like serving tray and engaging in conversation. Hey, have you checked out my bird at Peter's bot? <laughs> no, that sounds really interesting. Oh, bird at Peter bot. Uh, yeah, if I had a Brenda Peters bot, I would have big plans for her. She I would, would be... ask her about her career, human's career. You know, what was it like to be working with? The robot probably can't answer because it doesn't know what it's like to, to work with other humans. Sigourney Weaver was offered this role to be Bernadette Peters' role, and she really wanted to do it. And her agent was like, come on, what are you, crazy? What is Andy Kaufman? Ridiculous. It's a pretty crazy, crazy premise. Actress. What's that? It's a pretty crazy premise. I, I remember Alan Arquish. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's the director. He did a bunch of cool movies. Don't we like one of his films? Go Crazy or something? Go Bananas? Well, there's Get Crazy in nineteen. Get Crazy. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, I get it mixed up with Going Bananas. Engage in talk. Oh, all right. Hang on. Uh, and we will hear Andy Kaufman. My designation is Aquacom. Aquacom. I am being custom reconditioned as a companion hostess that's for poolside parties and other social Yeah, and it's how she'll talk throughout. My observation concerning the I do like the sunset. The sunset is pretty. Is yeah. The director did do a good job. Now, this guy started with, like, with Roger Corman. What? What? No, no, come on, come on. Oh, I thought you were talking. Hang on. Well. By the time I unmute, I, I miss out. However, for the calm, serious robot, charm increases desirability and is therefore valuable knowledge. I, too, am in the companion series. You hear it? Yeah. yeah. Wait, I want to hear more. I am Valcom 17485. Function? Okay, I don't want to hear any more. Okay. Oh, that is really annoying. Well, that's the movie. Great. But it's endearing and sweet. I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times with sound, and they're playing the nice music. John Williams did the music, by the way. Yeah. The producer who worked on this was also with John Williams on uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, so they pulled him in. It's a really beautiful soundtrack, but like, John, that's like hitting it, fixing it with a hammer, you know? I mean, it's too, he's too good for this film. Well, Stan, Stan Winston is a pretty impressive special effects guy. And yeah. just by losing to Rick Baker that year, it just shows how crazy uh, competition was, but they're all like stellar people. This movie, like, I remember when it came out in the theaters and the ad campaign looked really weird. Yeah. Really you, you can't really say that for many films. The taglines are funny. Um, meet a modern nuclear family unlike any other. Well, that's not funny. Um, yeah, they're not funny. Okay. Excuse me. The other tagline is wanted. Be on the lookout for this gang of misfit robots. It's really actually not good tags at all, is it? <laughs> uh, well, I'll be on the lookout. People will be like, Mike, that was a movie poster. You don't really have to look out for misfit <laughs> robots. Now, there will be a thunderstorm. And during this thunderstorm, they will both be scared 
In this movie, robots totally have emotions. Do they it's really? Anthony Quinn, should I get it? It's Anthony Quinn. I won't get it. Um, no, I don't. What was I saying? They have emotion in this. You'll see. Go ahead. Come on. Why don't you be – don't be stingy on the mute this episode. Okay. Hang on. Just give me a second. I'm doing this old-fashioned style. I got to uh, manually do stuff. Okay. Okay. Hang on. No, I want to hear it. Uh, yeah, you're just going to hear a thunderstorm, Mike. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Give me a break. Hey, hang on, one... Old school, I have to manually click the button. Yeah, you have to manually. Yeah. It's old school. Another... Man, I got to switch browser windows. Oh, you do? I... Yeah, I can't see you, Carl. I have. I want to see okay. you. Watch the movie. I guess so. This is okay, some pretty well, cool. So now the storm is calming, so they're not being, you know, holding hands and being scared. But they like suddenly see they don't like each other like love or something. Like it will grow into that. Or no, are they going to be future? trying to telegraph that? Uh oh. Yeah. Training. Double oh seven spy bot. <laughs> Crime Buster, Crime Buster. Crime Buster. Now that, I just tickles me pink that this is from a TV show with, uh, and it's Six Million Dollar Man. Right. This guy's great, Mike. Don't be stingy on the mute button with this guy. And don't do it now. Don't do it now. Throughout our film, be ready to time I press the button, they're going to talk. Now, is this James Coco? I is this uh, Paul Dooley? No. Um, Kill the kid. You know what? Okay, it's Barry Diamond. Oh, I know Barry Diamond. I didn't look him up. I He's looked up. Like, I'm not going to say poor man's bobcat, but he was in uh, Bachelor Party as a crazy friend. Oh. Uh, he's he's really funny. He's he was in National Lampoon's Class Reunion, which we saw back in the day. Yes, we did. And uh, – he, it's it's oh he's always a welcome presence. Uh, he he's a, he did a bunch of comedy albums in the eighties. Rainbow. Pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. He's like, what is the function of a rainbow? Your body senses the scientific of all the colors on the spectrum that the human eye can detect. Yes. He got to perform with Carol Kane too in Taxi. So he's, he's performed with Bernadette Peters and Carol Kane. Now, Bernadette Peters was all about Broadway. We think of her as a movie star because that's how we know right. her. But really, most all of her career was Broadway. And, of course, she was in The Jerk. And, you know, she was, she was in a lot of films. Um, Pennies from Heaven, Annie. The, she was on Carol Burnett Show, The Muppet Show. She was in Silent Movie. But... Really, she won Tony Awards. She was nominated all the time. She was really a... I always associate her with uh, Mel Brooks movies, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Kimmy Schmidt. Wasn't she the landlord on that show? I think so. Or no, that's probably Carol Kane. I got it mixed up. God damn it. I don't know who Carol Kane is. Can you believe that? She looks exactly like Bernadette Peters. Oh, here's Barry Diamond. Hang on. Let me manually click it. 
Now, this is a very delicate machine. It's not right to just oh, tell Randy me what's Clay. right. Speaking of right, I'm staying Randy. at this gorgeous hotel. I told the clerk, I got a leak in the sink. He said, go ahead. Customer's always right. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, that's my act. <laughs> So, I got a um, leak in my sink. Yeah, they underutilized uh, Randy Quaid here because he plays a straight guy the whole time, which we've seen him do before. But he's really yeah, he's a always like a actor. Well, in the seventies, he was like a serious actor. One uh, floor of his Cuckoo's Nest, the last detail. Yeah, the last detail for sure. I don't know if he was in Cuckoo's Nest. Well, don't so quote me you, on Cuckoo's Nest. Do you think that, like, National Lampoon movie, you know, Vacation, really suddenly now he's a comedic actor? Well, I mean, he also was on SNL, like, during that weird year as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, with Martin Short and... Harry Shearer, like, they just... Oh, uh, Anthony Hall, Michael Anthony Hall, and, and Robert Downey Jr., wasn't it him? Yeah. They just stacked that show. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, all right. Click. Hang on. Click. And he didn't hear the weasel. Oh, I miss. I just, ah. I just got his punchline. Yeah. <laughs> right, every bit where they, the guy tells a joke, you start with the punchline, and that's not what the monkey said. And then everyone goes, <laughs> 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 "That's right. That's classic." That I, I remember that most like. They'd be at a um, one time like Flintstones got rich. They were having a cocktail party, and that was. <laughs> so the monkey says. <laughs> the scene opens up with him telling finishing a joke. Yeah, it's a living. <laughs> oh no! Oh. oh. I'm clicking oh, skip ads. I'm clicking Distant skip ads. I need to take a field trip. With a highly intelligent companion okay, how to come help me no... collect, oh, there store, and interpret data. I lack such a uni. So Barry <laughs> Diamond has a plan for these two? No. No, he's a third wheel. Are they robot small talking? No, Doesn't he's proposing that they leave there and go. he wants to go out and gather data about lumber which is what he trades in commodities, you see? So he thinks this will help his primary function. And he needs, he desires a unit to assist him with processing and interpretation of data. And she's like, I am such a unit. Cute. Oh, wow, so they really met cute in this movie. Yeah, this movie is cute throughout the whole thing. That's a good way to explain it. And uh, this this wasn't a hit. This was a big bomb. And uh, Andy Kaufman, like, shot his own foot in a way because he didn't get... Uh, okay, I don't know. He didn't... This wasn't his baby. You know what I mean? They gave him the right. script. They put him in it. Um, so it's a little unfair. But uh, And also, look, they green-lighted his budget. Not him, it's the director and the producer. They greenlighted the budget with under this mistake of R2-D2 and C-3PO are very popular with kids. Can you imagine, Carl? God damn it. Get me production. 
We need an R2-D2 movie and right. the pipelines now. What about this Kaufman kid? We've been looking to try him out. Yeah, Perfect. I don't know. I don't know. You mean that Tony oh. Clifton pick? You I'm recognize so the character the... actor? I recognize the board game. Aren't they playing Hungry Hungry Finger Pointer? Mm-hmm. That's Hungry Hungry Finger Point. <laughs> <laughs> Who it's left a, the fridge door open? Mike! I don't, rec- I don't recognize any of them. What's up, Carl? He's saying, like, I got my wife the cleanup bot, and she loves it. I don't know. This truck and its contents might be valuable to us. Yeah, so let's just save us steal time it. and energy depreciation. Oh, man. These robots have gone bad. Yeah, they're breaking bad that. in a, in the uh, that camper. Um, where is um? God damn it! What's his name? Catskill, Catskill model. Checky. Jackie, I thought I made that name up. I didn't. Checky's a real name. Shecky Green's like one of the world's most famous Catskills comedians. Oh, okay, okay. I in uh, life's laugh lessons, I named the guy Shecky, and nobody batted an eye. I didn't know I was paying homage. Yeah, that's right. You were. There, there was a Jewish humor magazine called Shecky Magazine for a while. <laughs> no, right now she's being a like kind of wife. She's like, my danger sense is. Why don't you reach? You know, could you reduce speed, please? Please check map. I don't need map, honey. Please right, check right. map. So it's like, what'd you do with the robots? They're not there. The fuck? So now Randy Quaid and and um, gosh, his name's Max. Max okay. and Charlie. Stupid names. Um. Oh. Here, here we go. Is that Ned Beatty? You two get pressure. And Good guess. Good guess. Look, Rob, try to don't look Rob and me. God damn it! It's Richard. Oh, who we saw in Hopscotch. Right? Isn't he? Isn't he Arliss? Best known as Arliss. I don't think no. so. No. Well, he's I best the... known for Splash. He was the doctor in Splash. Gotcha. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Run off and, and find, find us a unicorn. So it's like you guys gotta go, gotta leave the complex and go find them. They're in Colorado. They shot in Colorado. Now nice. it gets warm in Colorado, so it really limited the time in which they could have the makeup on. It would start to melt's not the right word. It would start to go bad. Yeah, I mean, it looks really restrictive. The the robot, robot makeup looks cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I would love to like have that. Like robots. Yeah, totally. I don't know about the robot with the mouth open to the side. I feel uncomfortable being served food from it. <laughs> I think it will be mocking me. <laughs> Crime Buster 007. No relation. To James Bond. I got that joke right. Oh, Carl, I watched this movie. Ip. I don't know if you, you're a fan of uh, Ip Man, but the fourth one, 
uh, Ip Man's in San Francisco in the 1950s. He's the guy who taught Bruce Lee. There were no IP uh, addresses in the 1950s. Well, they have, they're in a military base and it's, it's a Chinese production and they have English in it. So the drill sergeant is like, bust your ass. And at one point he goes, uh, put the banana in the tailpipe. Oh, really? From Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Yeah, I think the movie was 2003, but the drill sergeant yells at them, banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> We're not following any banana in the tailpipe. It sounds like the military is yelling that. God, I love it. Hitman, really good. So, Hitman 4, the finale. Val ran us off the road, you know, because, <laughs> you know, awkward right. He was driving crazy. And, um, now they got to figure stuff out, you know. They're a little trapped. So they're in Colorado right now, even though it looks like they just shot somewhere. It looks like they shot in your backyard, Carl. No, that look. Look at those pines. That All looks right. like Colorado. Nice. You see that like cooling shade, even though it's hot as shit. That the pines give. Yeah. That's that kind of forest. Now Barry Diamond was with them all the time. Yeah, he's the third he's the wheel. Best. Literally, okay, now, right? They've got all these spare parts, and now that the truck has crashed, they've got to carry him, and that's not efficient, okay? And Val is efficient, so what he does is he and Bernadette Peters assemble a unit, a little robot, with all their spare parts. And what this you know, becomes really yeah. is their child. Up. Oh, Ah, 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 skipad. Thank you. I, for a second, I wanted a beer. There he is. That's our kid. Kid bot. Right. Hello, you are listening to AM DeMarco. <laughs> my, your dad. Dad, this is my show. Sorry, FM. Wow, there was a lot of shitty robots in the early 80s. I, I can't... These robots are not as bad as Disney's The Black Hole robots. Oh, those were horrible. Those were like... Sam and Bob. Big. Yeah. But this guy... Oh, I think there's a Christian analogy going through the black hole. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. That robot smoking a cigar... I think they only made one of him, and they said we should not make a second one. <laughs> he's a cat. He's a he's the stand-up comedian. You can have him for the night. He's a cat skills model. Oh, I got you. Funny thing happened on the way to the yeah, yeah. Humor processing now. Humorous insert humorous humorous story. Now the person who really is going to end up loving his jokes is. Um... Uh, the little guy. What's his name? How can I not remember what his name is? There was a lot of names I saw in the opening credits. Like, a lot of people I recognize. Phil. Phil. Okay, so I don't understand this, and I should have researched this. It says Jerry Garcia as Phil's voice. Can you believe that? Phil is the little... Um, how would that be possible? I, I, I think it's possible. The director used to work when he was a kid at NYU. He used to work at the Fillmore East. And the 
Grateful Dead went in and out of there a lot. A lot of stars did. Sure. But let me just look at this up and... I do remember, like, when this movie came out, it's robots walking around in the forest. Yes, it is. There's something, <laughs> weird, about, something weird about that. Like, it's cool. Well, okay. As you know, robots run on electricity. So what hap happens if you run out of electricity? Ooh, ooh, I know. Teach, pick, pick me. Ooh, um, ooh. Spiegelman. It's it's pronounced Spiegelman, uh, Mr. Goy. Uh they they don't robot. What? They don't robot? I don't know. Yeah, they stop roboting. <laughs> no mo no mo roboto. No mo <laughs> <laughs> No Mo Gato, Mr. Uh, no more robotos. Jerry Garcia, it is. It's the real Jerry Garcia. Now there's I guess still, he... there's a guy named Phil in the Grateful Dead. He's the other one. Oops, isn't it O C H O C H S? Isn't that him? Phil No. Oh Weir Weir, isn't it Weir? Yeah, uh yeah, it's you're right. It's not Phil Weir. Maybe it's the it's drummer not... is. Huh. John Weir. Okay, oh, never now, mind. Do we have to talk to a deadhead now to figure this out? I blame marijuana. I should know the answers right at the tip of my tongue. Right. But you don't have any marijuana, so it's not. Oh, yes, really I do. Nothing, oh, yes, I nothing's, do. Nothing's That's registering. Right. Nothing's registering because you have a. Yeah, it's great. It's a good contrast, Carl. You see, they're in human robots, and this is nature. Now, she's a character. I, I don't know. Her name's Kathleen Freeman. And uh, she was in vaudeville. You see her on the left there? Yeah. She was, like, with Jerry Lewis in 11 films, like, a, being, a, like, a foil. That's sure. She was in the Blues Brothers. They called her the Penguin. She was... Uh, right, she was the nun. Right. You know, and she was in the new Dragnet and Naked Gun, 33 and a third, and... She had cameos and gremlins, and she she's a big deal. Yeah, they got they got a ringer in this movie called the Big Gun. They're calling. Uh, they're calling for Phil. They're looking for Phil. He has he is lost. Phil unit. Phil come. Phil come. Ray's last name is Com. I might be wrong. Their last name is Com. Hi, is Phil there? Two bar. Yeah, Phil there? Fill my pockets? Hang on, let me check. <laughs> Phil there? Phil, fill my pockets? I don't nobody named that name. My pocket. Okay, so they're looking. Okay, wait till you see her. There's her face. You know her now? Yeah, of course. She's in like, uh, I know her from Jerry Lewis movies. I've, I've seen her. <laughs> Ladies, man. No, but in the I gotta tell you, Mike, I watched. Uh, that's not really true. I took a look at some clips. I watched right. um, her in those Jerry Lewis films, and uh, she's a young person. She does not look like that. She was in a bunch of those movies, but she—I know who you're yeah, talking about. I recognize her. 
Well, let's see uh, here. Wow, they found the uh, cigarette lighter. I was born a cigarette lighter, and now I am sentient. Bleep blorp. <laughs> so they've already started a nuclear family. Yeah, that's our tag. Terrible tag. Now, this didn't that's... get any Razzies, but the um, 1981 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards really favored them. Um, Wait a minute, the 1981 Stinker Awards? Were yeah, they like the Razzies away. They, it's all nominations. This film didn't win any categories, but it was nominated. Worst picture, worst screenplay, screenplay, most painfully unfunny comedy, worst actor wow. was Andy Kaufman. Most was he better than accent. Wow, he won the 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 Covenant, the notorious worst accent award from the Stinkers. No, no, just nominated, and it's the Stinkers, uh, the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Look, the Razzies won. The Razzies have legs. They're still with us today. The Razzies are the VHS of uh, Betamax competitors. Bingo. Gotcha. Uh, Stinkers, you left us too soon. (laughs) Just when Megaforce was coming out, too. Guys, you blew it. Kroll was coming out next year. You blew it, Stinkers. You blew it, Stinkers. Had you been around for a couple more years, could have done more movies. I can see the makeup, you know, melting. It must have been it a little look... smoke. Do you think it's like, do you feel like, as an audience member, looking at their makeup, you feel like kind of sorry for them? Like it's distracting? Yeah, must be no, a lot of pain. I never am sympathetic with you. You're always looking at the plight of the actor like, oh sure. my God, they made them do this. They're uh-huh. mud wrestling. I never emphasize. Oh, These are movie stars. They should earn their money. Listen, Eddie Deason's roommate was not a movie star. He was just supposed to show up to Bugsy's Girl. He did That's not know true. he was going to be mud wrestled. That is true. You, you, yeah. you got me there. Got you there. There's other ones about that film too. That were, you know, the guy getting hung upside down, and yeah, yeah. But but this is a twelve million dollar budget. It's Bernadette Peters. I do not feel bad that some makeup is caking on her face. They yeah, I mean they spent a lot on this makeup too. God, I can't believe they said robots are hot. Make me a <laughs> robot movie. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did from three p three p. So. Right now, what's happening, just like Val made the dumb decision, I am in full control of this vehicle. He's like, I will reason with the bear, right? So he goes in there, say, look at my non-threatening manner, bear. We would like to share your cave. (laughs) Are you damaged? Yeah, a little hurt pride. Lost his bow tie. Uh, No, he gave it to Phil. That was a locator unit. So now if Phil gets lost again, I, I should have mentioned. He took off his bow tie, which was his locator unit, and he put it on Phil. I apologize for not realizing the plot. Bear. Well, Because they love Phil. They're starting to, like, Phil is, in, Phil is not a unit that can protect himself. We must care for Phil. Oh, interesting. Interesting parody and satire. 
of the of the modern family. You know, it really is a cute film. Um, yeah, and I don't really think it deserved its bomb as much as you don't invest twelve million dollars in this. I have to say the runtime is a little disconcerting. I mean, it's eighty-seven minutes. Yeah, well, they hated the first cut from this director, Alan Arkush. 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 Alan Arkush. Say it again. Okay. This guy did Rock and Roll High School. Right. No, I know who he is. He's really funny. With the Ramones. Yeah. He's made uh, get Go Crazy is a good movie. Uh, yeah, he's done some good ones. So it's kind of, you know, I'm not surprised to see he's the one who came up with this. He did Caddyshack, too. I don't know if that's a big deal. But he did El- Elvis Meets Nixon in 97. I think that was right. <clears throat> he did like a drama called um, Shake, Rattle, and Rock for TV in 94. It was supposed to be the prequel to uh, Rock and Roll High School. So he was born in Jersey, and he went to school in Fort Lee. And when he was went to Ooh. high school in Fort Lee, the director, Alan Urkush, and when he went to, you know, he got inspired to make the film from his experiences in high school. He goes to NYU, and who is his professor and advisor? Martin Scorsese. Nice. I thought it was going to be Xavier, uh, Charles <laughs> Xavier, but that's that's not bad either. Professor X. That's so dark. Uh, What's going on? He worked for Roger Corman, and then he had the opportunity to make rock, rock and Roll High School with the Ramones. And so Roger Corman was like, if you do a good job, you'll never have to work for me again. Because they're like, I think he made it, you know. From what I understand, him and Joe Dante edited the trailers for New World Pictures for Corman. That's exactly right. They made yeah. the trailers. Those two. Yeah, and I, th- I haven't seen Hollywood Boulevard, but they they co-directed a movie early in their careers. Like, uh, I don't know if it's a the stock footage of other movies or just like kids mm-hmm. driving up and down Hollywood Boulevard or what have you. But now, uh, by the way, Catskill guy is telling jokes and 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 Phil is loving it, and this a bonding thing will happen between them. And when it comes to the energy and electricity crisis, it'll play out. <laughs> Yeah, you like that, huh? I like it when you like things like that. Because when you're happy, I'm happy. I haven't been this happy since the time I bought a pet skunk. Oh, yeah? My wife said, where do you expect to keep it? I said, under our bed. She said, what about the smell? And I said, you'll have to get used to it, just like I did. (laughs) Yeah, just like I did. That's a great tag. (laughs) Once you get the pun sign, keep talking. Hey, Hey, so what about the smell? I said, oh, don't worry about the skunk. He'll probably get just to the smell soon enough, but being a skunk under the bed and all. Yeah, he does. Time. Stepping on his punch, he really is. You're right. Yeah. He'll get used to it. You let the audience laugh. And then you go, just like I did, tag. Tag. Or I, I would recommend a tag of, because the smell is actually not from the skunk, I mean, from the skunk, but it's the actual bed. I Let's listen now. Let's listen, right. let's listen. Manual click. Yeah. Keep listening. Text. 
I have already computed that fact. Keep listening! They get a kiss? They'll get interrupted, and it'll be a, one of the only funny scenes in this film when they're awkward. I've finished with my shoulder. See if you can fix my pressure center. <laughs> so, Bernadette Peters is going to try to fix random impulses. Right, it must be broken. Strong. Sorry to torture you, Mike. All right, you don't have to listen. No, no, let's get to the punchline. There's no, the punchline's coming a ways off. They're going to be all touching each other for a while. Uh, and then the skunk said, don't worry about me. I just need to rest. Here, under the bed that was bought at Sealy Postropedic. <laughs> Second hand, hence the smell. <laughs> that I got used to as I step on the laughs. It's so funny when you keep talking, they they stop laughing so that they okay, they want to hear the next thing. So they stop right. It sucks when you stop your own laugh. You know what I'll do is that once I realize I did that, I'll explain the joke since I had their attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, watch this. Watch this. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, ha oh, yes. You did not announce yourself. Data. We were only adjusting each other's exchanging gauges. data. Yes. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Uh -oh, but did they? No! Zero, zero, no. Listen to this guy. Oh, he does say no. Gosh, no. Uh-oh, Robert Klein hardware. Well, he was going... <laughs> He was going through like three or four examples. I gave them a chance to turn them to seals in, did they? No. It's almost like a Ted, Ted Knight or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Too so, close for comfort. Yes. Um, I don't know. Alan, the director, said, bad movies don't start out as bad movies. They start out as everybody working really hard, and then something happens, and they go bad. This guy's style was really slow, and everyone hated it on the set. He was like really, really slow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, low budget filmmaking, right? From his experience right. with Corman. Okay. In order to do a movie for a really defined budget, a small budget, you can't wing it. You've got to come up with a real plan because you have so little time, so few hours, and your resources are so limited. You have to know exactly what you're doing. One time he's making fun of Corman, and he goes, Corman would just say, I don't know if he's making fun of him, but he said, Corman said exploitation pictures don't need plots. They need sensational things like girls shooting Filipinos out of trees. That works. I guess that's his Women in Cage movies. Women shooting Filipinos out of trees? He really said that? That's what, that's what Alan Arkush reports that Roger Jesus. Corman said to him once. Oh, when all right. Death Sport, he made $450 a week. When he did Hollywood Boulevard, he made $85 a week. Right. So crazy. Uh oh, Amazon. Crazy. Order. Are but they he's into, a like, Jersey boy. Yeah. Oh, I like his stuff. I, I mean, he's allowed to make a bad movie that is, happens to be heart bleeps, beeps. Well, he went on to do a fuckload of TV, like a boatload of television. Yeah. 
and he got Emmys and stuff. But um, uh, Crossing Jordan, that's his baby. He was the producer. He made Crossing Jordan happen. Great. Here's my idea. Episodes of Moonlighting. He got an Emmy. Well, just a nomination. He directed 15 pilots and sold 10. Blah, blah, blah. Her her last name is part of an expression. I love it. What's it called? Fish out of water. Her last name is water, see? And she works at an aquarium. What are you? What do, are these the crossing pilots? Jordan? Yeah, like how did they come up with the idea of crossing Jordan? They're like, <laughs> what expression do you know that sounds like a first name? Ah, it's crossing Jordan. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's right. There's like toughest nail private detective Susan. I didn't see Jordan. Crossing Jordan. I never saw it. Did you watch it? No, I haven't oh, okay. ever. I never crossed Jordan. I can't cross Jordan off my bucket list. <laughs> are they hiding his plants yeah it's not funny well it's the nature the robots are taking nature back to them with them now they're scolding their kid to keep it down really harsh parents oh spotlight out of sight the guy who did this movie, who wrote it, wrote Quigley Down Under. Is that interesting? That's with Tom Selleck? I've never seen Quigley yeah. Down Under. Yeah. I, if I did, I forgot it because it wasn't good. What part? Quigley or Australia? What, what disappointed <laughs> you in that movie? <laughs> hey, look, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. A lot of tinsel in those trees. But he did a lot with L.A. Law, this writer. So he did go on to have success, and he won an Emmy for it. And it's pronounced La La, La La Law, La Law, La Law. Yeah, you don't pronounce the W; you drop it, right? La La. It's actually it's actually L A L A W. It's all an acronym. Okay, so now they're finally being confronted by cop robot. Crime Buster zero zero seven. Exactly. He doesn't believe they're Christmas trees. <laughs> this looks like me on December twenty fourth trying to buy a tree from a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if there's a robot in there. Burn it. For <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I read of a robot. You look like a Christmas trees burn pretty quickly in the street. You put them on the sidewalk the way, and light it. We're missing lots of cats. Not that you should have the sound up, but we all throughout this film, there's lots of Catskill lines. They're rarely funny, but they can be occasionally. You know, I'm using that skunk joke in my act. No, that joke stinks. Oh, but the, it's the bed that stinks. You thought it was a skunk, but actually. Uh... I baited you with the skunk smell, and then I switched it with the smell of the bed. Of the wife. Oh, you think it's the wife? That's misogynistic. Well, that's what he means. Just like, uh, he'll get used to it, just like I did. Doesn't he oh, mean his wife? Yeah. Oh, because his wife smells. Yeah. Okay, I'm still using it. Okay. I get all my jokes yeah, from Casco Robots. Wife. What was it, my wife? You know... 
my wife wanted to go on vacation to a place she'd never been before. And I said, how, how about, about Bermuda? Vision? Oh, how about how about Bermuda? About... <laughs> it's beautiful. We've never been, honey. Hey, yeah, that's would that kitchen. work? I'm, I'm going to an open mic tonight. Should I? Would that work? Like no, everyone would expect you to say the kitchen. The, the problem about like taking jokes that everyone knows and, and changing it is that people are expecting you to say the original joke. Right. And so then suddenly nope. you become this like, you know, I don't know. I always try to swallow the punchline so I can get to my punchline. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I have a bit about guy who had a banana in his ear. And I said, excuse me, you have a banana in his ear? And then I yell, you have a banana? He goes, I can't hear you. I have a banana in your ear. And then I have to, like, before the audience go, oh, that's the joke. I go, and then I said, to let them know there's more. Gotcha. You don't have a banana in your other ear. Now, do you, you smug piece of shit? Now, like, you can hear me with the other ear. <laughs> What Crime Buster will do throughout the whole film is overreact, overexplode, over. There's a party going on. So, oh. Shouldn't he be like chasing Doctor Who or something? Exterminate. Nope. He's chasing the escaped robots from the. Um... Okay. Does he look... Now he we're like going a... to be in her environment. It is a party. Ooh. And we will have a cameo, a great cameo from Paul Bartel, just like we had the cameo when we watched Munchie. That well, Paul Bartel worked with Corman as director and actor, yes, writer, Death yes. Race, yeah. And I'm sure that's why he was a not in this Hollywood film as a character, and b got a cameo. Let me throw Three. you a bone. Was this a Roger Corman movie? No, no, not at all. This was a Hollywood movie that was twelve million dollars in budget. It was, it was, it was Universal Pictures. See, what's who's that guy who's always his partner, Andy Kaufman? Like they wanted to pitch, they wanted to do a to Tony Clifton movie. Uh, Bob Zamuka. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so he went to, um, you know, they pitched it. And they were like, ah, we don't know. I, I don't know if you could hold a film or whatever. Because, I mean, he was Andy Kaufman. You know what I mean? Um, sure. And so then they had this opportunity. This film was going to get done. And they said, hey, let's let's throw in Kaufman. Let's make it, this his vehicle. And let's see if it'll work, if it'll fly. And it and it Did not at all. Okay, let's listen. All right. Oh, I got a sec. Carl. I didn't... How long? I don't know. How old are you? There's Bar Paul Bartholomew to the right. Was it a joke, folks? You see him there? Yeah, I see him. You're a very unusual group of people. I think you know that. Where'd you get that tie, buddy? Somebody couldn't guess your weight, huh? Somebody couldn't guess your weight or get you laid? Wait. Like, it's because so... It... It's, it would be a carnival giveaway at such a cheap tie. Uh, I'm glad you explained that joke to me. Well, it's more relatable as the closer, right? This was the 70s, so like, you know, the 40s was just yesterday, you know. It... Right. I got you. It was... Now, you've seen Doctor Who, right? I'm doing the Deluxe, the little robots that look like Crime Buster. I'm so sorry, Mike. I have never seen 
Doctor Who. I've never watched a maybe I have in my life, but they I, have these. You know, it's BBC it's television. So bad. So Right. No, it's cheap. But one of the cheap things they do is they have these robots that look exactly like Crime Buster. They're circular and they move around. Uh-huh. And they say stuff like exterminate. It's a car, by the way. It's a car. Really? Yeah. See? I guess I could see that. Yeah. Well, it's from Six Million Dollar Man. Okay, Paul gets his really shining moment right now. Let's listen. Now, this nice lady's house has been destroyed. Now, you oh, know Paul Bartel. Volume, he, he won't say a word. Then Paul Bartel is from Montclair High. He went to Montclair High. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. In New Jersey. He, I don't think he spent much time in Montclair, but he went to the high school. There he is. What year did he graduate? Who knows? Oh, I don't know. Early 60s, maybe? Okay, gotcha. He did 11 low-budget films, which he wrote in acted in um death race 2000 private parts um which is good that's an it's not howard stern it's no a hotel on hollywood boulevard and weird residents including a woman who's a robot he lust in the dust was one of his and that's with tab hunter yeah oh he did scenes from a class struggle in beverly hills eating raul guy's fucking genius he was in Rock and Roll High School, and that only makes sense. Right. <laughs> well, we're back in the... Oh, so is this the third act? They're going to run out of juice? Uh, not... Uh, not yes, yet. I think so. Turn it on for a second. Let me just hear what they're talking about. Well, the tragic music starts when the battery... I have been extremely inefficient in not exchanging information with you. Oh, yeah, this it's is funny. I did not want to... She's doing the white thing, like, with maximum input. like you don't communicate with me, kind of thing. Agreed. Look at their human eyes, right? Yeah. Robotic. I'm sorry, this music's driving me nuts. Thank you, John Williams. Thank you, John You're Williams overdoing this like oh it's a hollywood 12 million dollar budget i'm really gonna make a great soundtrack for this why don't you stick with spielberg buddy now quaid is like i got three master's degrees why do i always have to do this you know they really wasted the comedic talent they had in him on this right. in this film the other like guy is fine he's a character actor he's a lug he's supposed to be gruff and he does it Look at Ooh, this. Beer you want a beer pouch? <laughs> <laughs> is that for the robots or did, of course? No, oh, it's, man. that's having a beer pouch. You have like a little straw for the drink pouch? Well, I would expect yes, but he's not doing it that way. He's got a lager, of course. But of course, was a national back in the 80s. Oh, I guess Smoking the Bandit was 81, right? Or 79? That was all about course. Yes, it was 70, late 70s, like 79. Cute. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Get him run over. What a fox. Who? Who? What a the fox. fox. <laughs> you see all right. Fox? More animals, please. I'm running out of puns. Oh, there we go. It's hair time. Missed him it's by the hair. hair. 
He's splitting hairs. That was the crime very, buster deluxe. Very bunny. Very bunny humor. <clears throat> Do you have any robot jokes? No. My robot jokes are stiff. Andrew Rich does this great one about robots getting offended, you know, like in our times. Like yeah. you're doing the robot. He goes, hey, not all of us dance like that, buddy. I don't appreciate that stereotype. You know, like That's a great joke. Who does that joke? Andrew Rich. Andrew Rich. Well, very funny. He was a comedian on our show for the King of the Mountain episode. He was a countdown. Oh, great. Yeah, sure. We're nowhere near Hollywood in this film. I no, mean, I we're not. Was... We're in Colorado. And now we're going to a junkyard where they hope to find some sort of charge, some sort of, like, forgotten battery pack. Man, this <clears> movie we're runs meet... out. We're going to meet Susan and Calvin. Susan and Calvin. Great, yeah. With 10 more minutes left in the movie, we should have new characters come in. They... There's, they're apparently named after Susan Calvin, who was a recurring char character from Isaac Asimov, like his robot movie. I, I robot or I, Foundation. I just, it was a recurring character in her, in his films, his uh, books about robots. Right. And it's Christopher Guest, who's the guy from Spinal Tap, who was the guy from Princess Bride with six fingers. Right. Yeah, another director. Another comedic director. Right. He, After uh, all Spinal his mockumentaries. Tap, would, yeah. He doesn't like the term mockumentary, believe it or not. There they are. He's on the right there, and he's very young. He would be yeah, on Saturday oh, yeah. Night Live. Yeah. There's a Catskill model, complete with cigar option. But what in the world is that small one? Nah, nah, it's not me. And what in the world are they doing? That's well, he was... uh, Melanie Mar Marin. She was in Car Wash in My Blue Heaven. She's had a nice career. Cool. Oh, I love this 80s outfits they're wearing. The orange overalls with orange shirt. Evo. Yeah. Well, so, he, he, was, in, um... he was... You know, he, he was part of the National Lampoon Radio Hour in the 70s. Yes, exactly. That's when he started. Credibility um, gap, I guess. 84-85 season of Saturday Night Live, he was there with Martin Short, Billy Crystal, Harry Shearer. Strange year. Yeah. So that was after this. Yes, he's super young here. This is probably like after the radio stuff. I don't know the answer, but. He's not Squiggy. That's all I know. Yeah, that's Do right. Do not mistake him for Squiggy. The one wolf. Right. Poor Laverne had to so, uh, put an embroidered L to make it lone wolf. Yeah. Oh, raccoons. Let's, uh, ah! Ranger Rick. Oh, what a cute oversized cat. <laughs> let's feed it garbage. Here, kitty. So this is the kid throughout, you know, and so he's playing with the animal. He did a movie called The Big Picture about a guy. It's an 80s film uh, Chris Guest directed. It's about a guy trying to make a movie, and it's not bad. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's very kind of inside type of bullshit, but this guy will music... make you laugh. Yeah. Oh, I loved him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Terrific. Are you talking about the raccoon, right? <laughs> um, he he did um, Waiting for Guffman. That was a good one. And yeah. um, he did the one about the pets, like it was a pet show. Destiny's Show. And he did one about folks. Was he a he did Spinal yeah. Tap for folk songs? Was that? Am I right though? Was yeah, that... a, mighty, a mighty wind, like a like a it's a fart reference. Oh, why am I not? Oh, something's happening. I'm so nervous. I'm going to de derail this simple did... task of watching a YouTube video. Yeah, just don't click any pauses. <laughs> yeah, he saw something. Okay. This is the only weird dark moment in the film. He saw like a robot that was all smashed up. It's like he saw a dead body. And he's right. not communicating it. What? That's where he goes. I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, don't look behind you. The director's making it dark. What evil lurks in the heart of men? Only this shadow knows. Uh-oh. Now, he would go on to die just three years later of lung cancer. Right. You know, he I guess was, man, um, this wasn't really brought up in Man on the Moon. They didn't have a scene where he's dressed up as a robot. No, they did not. Um, so he did clubs and everything, but somehow he got on to Saturday Night Live to do like, uh, here I come to save the day, something like that. Sure. And that led to being offered taxi. And that's how he got here, you know? Um, but uh, he got cut short. Who knows what he would have done? Um, can, I, can I recommend, if you're a fan of Andy Kaufman, then you have Tubi TV. He did a show. He's In the movie, they, they have a big to-do about it. There was yeah. a Saturday Night Live ripoff called Fridays, which was aired on ABC. They did it from the West Coast. So they, it, it was aired, you know, they, they aired it. 8.30. They shot at 8.30 in Los Angeles and it right. aired. Uh, and in the movie, they show the scene where Andy Kaufman refuses to do, gets angry and breaks character and gets into a fight with cast member Michael Richards. Mm -hmm. And then it was revealed that it was all a gag, but they, no one knew. What, <laughs> that's so, so him. That, so that's the last season. But I really recommend watching the third season, the premiere, where he returns and he's married to a Christian folk singer, and he apologizes about his behavior, <laughs> and he would like to sing a song. And oh, then so he, there's a bit about a pharmacist who likes to take drugs, and he's supposed to bring up the police, musical act, the police. Right. But he doesn't. It's a live show. He starts complaining about the previous act, saying drugs aren't funny, to the point where that they had to go to a commercial break. So I do recommend... I know that, Yeah. Yeah. See, he was like, he wasn't really a comedian. He was like, he evoked emotion. Like, the way he puts it, like, I never told a joke is what he says. Right. I only a lot of wrestling. I entertain you as best I can. Right. I mean, he was wrestling women, which is pretty crazy. But he was really had, like, a wrestling ethos to him. You ever see yes. his TV special? He did a primetime yeah. prime special, and he had a talk show where his desk was extremely large and he stood atop this desk while the guests sat in a very <laughs> lowly a chair. 
<laughs> I mean, a lot of it's like funny in concept, and a lot of it, you know, if you're in the mood, it's really funny. But I, I think there's other people who have that same spirit. It's not just Andy Kaufman, but you know, he yeah. was really fun. So. so he was also like a real problem person, and and that happened here. Um, let's see here. Um, well, I can't find the my in my research, but essentially that guy who was his partner was yeah. what's his name again? Bob Zamuka. Z M U. He was yeah. banned from the set of this because he would get Andy going, and then. When he was banned, um, as the days wore on, Andy would like act out and be a, you know, like be a problem for them to like, you know, get him into his chair to do the makeup, get him into. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm not doing it. I want Bob back. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, Bob Zamuka. I don't really. I think I read his book once, and I'm not really yeah. a fan of his, but he's all right. I mean, he created uh, what was that? uh comedy comic comic relief he was responsible for that big, oh, okay. big factor in that so that's some good in the world An yeah. interesting guy i seen a video he had a video of bob zamuka as tony clifton including him showing up at the premiere of man on the moon and it's a really weird video like oh, there's some okay. scenes like it's him walking around las vegas as tony clifton it's in, in 2000 or something saying that yeah. andy kaufman faked his death etc <laughs> I remember they, everyone's like Tony Clifton is um, Andy Kaufman and or maybe I'm just mixing it up with the Jim Carrey movie there was something in which Tony Clifton was like this you know and then he shows up playing the bongos and, and yeah. Kaufman in person you know yeah they would they would switch off like so people didn't know who was playing Tony Clifton the thing is, one time he came down to the... Oh, no, maybe I'm mixing it up with the movie again. Like, he made Tony Clifton freak out on the set of Taxi. And then he got on the phone, pretend, you know, as Andy. Like, that never made the air. That's what's why he was so weird. He didn't do that for... He did that for life. That didn't get filmed, and you know what I mean? His practical right. joke was on these people in ta uh, the set of Taxi. Well, like, you know, do you... the kitchen, the horizontal hold, like. I, I, one of the coolest things he did on SNL was that he had a 1-800 number where he asked people whether or not he should appear on SNL anymore. Uh, okay. in the 80s. And he got voted no. So he stopped. <laughs> and he actually produced an advertisement at, which aired in, on SNL in some markets where he, he apologized, you know. I appreciate the tally, and I'm sorry, you know, I won't be performing anymore. Oh, <laughs> stupid. Okay, um, 1990 book, Andy Kaufman Revealed. That's his book. Okay. That's Tony Clifton's book. Uh, Bob uh, Zamuka's book. Bob Zamuka. Bob Zamuka wrote the Kaufman and wrote that Kaufman and Zamuda had pitched the screenplay of Kaufman's The Tony, Tony Clifton Story movie about the life and times of his alter to universal studios universal executives were concerned that kaufman had not acted in films except for a small role they arranged for him to star in this see if he could carry a movie such a weird way to greenlight a movie yeah yeah why why wouldn't they 
do it with the film. I mean, you're going to put him in a film, so do it with Tony Clifton. I don't know. Well, I'm glad they didn't do the Tony Clifton movie. It probably, well, it would have been interesting, but. Now he's given his power to the kid. Why? My mother-in-law needed a heart transplant once. Uh Huh? But we had to give it up. We couldn't find a gorilla. Because... Yeah, I don't get it. The I it's it's like the mother-in-law. You know, only a gorilla heart will help a gorilla. It's like a mother-in-law is like. He's saying that his mother-in-law is is a gorilla. Oh, they must not have a good relationship then. Might be strained. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a question about robots and marriage and mother-in-laws. Robots don't have mother-in-laws. <laughs> He's a cat skill model. I mean, right. Uh, yeah. Bernadette Peters doesn't have a vagina, but she is a model. Oh. <laughs> well, I assume. <laughs> okay. I was going to... All right. Yeah. Her circuits are kept in a hot box, but I don't think uh, that's... <laughs> that's what she said. Woohoo! John <laughs> Hill, the writer of this, uh, adapted it into a novel in December of 81. They promoted this film in magazines like Starlog and Famous sure. Monsters. They were really big on the makeup. Well, those magazines existed in the early 80s. Yeah. You know, it would be like exclusive under-the-rainbow footage. Photos. Right. Yeah, or whatever, Megaforce, whatever came out in 1981. A lot they of found shit the cat's model now. Bada bing. Oh, so he didn't escape, but they're going to recharge him, I guess. He shows up at the end. Tell well, me he shows it, up at the end. Yes. Everything's all right, kid. I said, I told my mother-in-law, <laughs> mi casa is tu casa. Dude, so dude. last week she sold it. Oh. <laughs> That's good, Mike. That's Henny Youngman. <laughs> That's a Henny Youngman. I'm doing all Henny Youngman jokes. Um, you know SAG, right? Screen Acting Guild. There was like a strike during this. And so July 1980, they shut down filming all the way till October 1980. The 1980 writer strike. Holy cow. Yeah, it was a, a strike by the Screen Actors Guild. So it was... For the writers, I remember yeah. something about that. Yeah. Well, then there was a writer's strike in 07. And, of course, right now, as we're shoot, uh, recording this, uh, the current writer's strike here in 2023 has been going on for weeks. No, she's dying now. Oh, her power reserve. No and reserve. she's dying before uh, Bao can talk to her about love. Oh, no. This whole movie was leading up to this. Yeah, go ahead and turn it on. All right, give me a second. Do I gotta not I have hit pause. Do not I go have back to manually. You have manually press it. There's one last subject area I would like to discuss with you. 
But I'm running out of aqua. Wait. Wait. Please don't go. I want to discuss one last human. Don't mute it. Phenomenon. What makes you think I was going to mute this movie? Because I have my finger hovering over the button. <laughs> I want to ask what you know about Latex. Lousy lovers. Now he runs out of power. So he never says the word. He did. He said, look. <laughs> now we have a sad scene in which it's like, Mom, Dad, wake up. Casey no. Jones riding <laughs> that train. <laughs> what, now, what happened? <laughs> if I was the writer... I would yeah. now have the kid power up his mom and dad and sacrifice right. his life. And it would be real Romeo and Juliet. They'd be like, oh, my God, it's Phil. We got to get Phil power now. But they don't do that. But they're they not going to kill the kid, right? Well, nobody dies when you just run out of power, right? Right. Like this it movie feels, didn't die. It ran out of power. It, <laughs> it feels like a loss. You know, a whiff of death. No, it's really bad how... Okay, they just get found and picked up by the Randy Quaid and, and Max. They just... Oh, good, good, because I was hoping we could close that storyline. Yeah, but the thing is, this is a movie. It's supposed to be they fight, they get their... Uh, I don't know. It's lame. Oh, you're saying that, like, instead of just breaking down and being thrown into the trunk and then having the end credits... They should just cut to the end credits. No, I'm saying instead of breaking down and giving people, they should like have a last ditch effort to run sure. keep in power and escape these guys. What's going to happen is they do escape these guys and get what they want, but they have it in sort of like a lucky break. Uh, you know, you just don't put coincidence and luck in screenplays. The heroes sure. gotta. Overcome and yeah, so what a bummer! I would have been down Who's with the lowest break. Oh, the little kid filled my pockets. Who you want to talk to? Who Bill? Fill my pockets. That train. <laughs> beep beep. Charge on Charge on cocaine. Beep beep. Casey Jones, you better. Watch your speech. Should I get my guitar? Yeah, sure. Ahead. You know. Check out my behind. Behind. Check, Check out, out my behind. behind. That's like Spiegelman's behind when I, we do the <laughs> S, 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 A, 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 A. Love it. Guitar chords. Casey Jones, <laughs> The Grateful Dead. Casey I'm telling Jones. you. Here, I'm going to go, brain. Give me a lyric to all the fucking Grateful Dead songs. Oh, I already know them. Oh, meanwhile, back in robot headquarters. CF, see, this is so easy. Yeah, but now here's a minute. There she is again. Lewis foil. She's in a bunch of his movies. Yeah, she was. She's in a lot of stuff on her own. She's um. 
Kathleen Freeman. Kathleen Freeman. All right, uh, good to know. I guess I already said she was in um, The Fly, but in 1958. She was in uh, Support Your Local Sheriff and Support Your Local Gunfighter, and we already talked about her. Yeah. Those brothers and now it's a really badly scripted stupid thing they're like whatever happened to those you go ahead listen go ahead listen okay. hey I have to click come on now yeah hot shots in the front all of us never could figure out what was wrong hey isn't that guy from close the book on him and took the loss I know what happens with him we chopped him he's from that uh Donald, Donald Lug, uh, Lug sitcom, he played the dad. I could tell his eyebrows. I recognize his yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, the eyebrows are really distinctive. Yeah. They really are. Um, I don't have that. Uh, he was on Rhoda and Dune. Uh, he was... It would have well, been the 2000s. thing here. Run the train. Beep, beep. Cocaine. Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. Oh, wait, the movie's ending. Beep, beep. So they got junked, right? So our, uh, you know, Susan and Calvin just charged them up and now they live in the junkyard. Oh, with Calvin and Susan. But our movie's not over. We have an act. Oh, it is. No, there's three more minutes left in this movie. It's 87 minutes. Well, no, what I mean minutes. is there's always the last hurrah yeah. of the last contest. And that's well, what's friends... coming now when Crime Buster will find oh. them. Now, when my friends showed me this link, I was like, this is not the complete movie. It's one hour 17. But sure enough, this is the length of the movie. Yeah. And it was not the, the first cut. Uh, the the universal is like your your movie is too long and too stupid. Whoa! Oh, Dick Miller is also a big end. Uh, Roger Corman, Joe Dante guy. Cast of characters: yeah. Kaufman, Burnett, Randy Quaid, Kevin McMillan, Melaine Marin. That's right. Calvin. Factory, Factory by Shoal. Dick Miller. Mary Mary Weisskopf always shows up with Paul Bartel. I should have noticed her before. All right, Carl, what you think of this movie? Um, I thought that this movie was cute. I think it was not very funny. Um, I I do not know why they needed to spend that kind of budget on it. Uh, it didn't. It seemed self-contained budget-wise. It wasn't like sprawling sets or anything. No, they were. The money was really spent on the makeup and all those effects on making them robots, and also on the little robot because they totally made them automated they didn't work them like a puppet which would have been so much cheaper and that freaking crime buster okay plus they had some name voice of phil performed by jerry garcia right plus they had some names they had to pay salary look casco jokes by henny youngman we're digging directly from the source wow you know i would think they would jack carter joke that's collected by barry diamond I mean, these are all classic, his classic jokes, you know. I said to my mother-in-law, you know. Wow, that's so cool. I'm going to keep the credits rolling, Carl, even though. Okay. Wow. What excitement. I hate this movie. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, well, I'm glad I saw it. I'm sure this is one of our films where I should watch it on my own as well and hear all the audio and yeah. soak it in. It seems like a film that if it was ad nauseum on video cassette or cable, I might kind of get into it. I can see myself just watching it, but it has that silent movie feeling of we're just going to shoot it in the forest. And, you know, a bad guy's going to pop out of a tree and, and tie up a girl or whatever. And it'll just happen in the woods because it's the cheapest thing is right out here. So I was well, a little. You know, they really didn't do it to spare expense and they paid for the, you know, they absolutely had sets in this. And, and, uh, but still, I hear what you're saying. Like there's a silent movie vibe. Yeah. You I, know, just to do it outside. Just this formless kind of like, uh, well, the tension will occur right here. And here's the thing. All right, copyright 1981. Play the Atari game of now available. What? <laughs> and, all right, I'm going to have to stop my... Uh, there we go. I'm out of it. Yeah, well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. This is probably going to be exclusively aired on uh, YouTube, but if you do hear this on the on Muni Radio, thank us for letting us do it. Next week, we'll have a movie with no ads. Yeah, really easy right. to join us. Uh, but we want to thank Carl. Thank you so much for for researching this movie, watching it several times. It seems kind of cool. Like it seems like it has a vibe to it. It just never really made it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. If you, and, uh, if you watch it with the sound, you'll see the whole vision of the director and everything. You know, so you get it more. Doesn't make it a good film. Gotcha. Well, next week we'll have an amazing. We're going to be watching Casablanca. So check it out next week. <laughs> <laughs> Casablanca meets Wizard of Oz from 1939. Delightful uh, double feature. Uh, but we'll we'll be back next week with a movie that we selected and uh, some great interviews as well. Thank you, audience. We'll see you guys. Thank you, Muni Radio. Carl, thank you. Uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike man. Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Begoman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird. German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Ma, which respectfully addresses the Divine Mother, Kalima. Get
over to the shirt. The Metallica shirt. You can't find anywhere else. What else? He's got another one over here. Come on. It's in here. It's another Metallica shirt. That you can't find anywhere else. Here it is. And this is for all one on the back. And all y'all that are watching the shoes, send us ten dollars and we'll, you know, we'll And none of y'all little people. I hate the little people. Come over. Yeah, Cabaret. Get this. No. Oh, wait. The girls. The female fans. My father's going to be watching this. Okay. We're at Chad's house right there. It's Chad's house. We're going to my house. Yeah, 
flashlight real quick. Run. Hey. 